gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast. This is episode 114, which is entitled Back to Business. I'm your host, G2. And today, I entitled this episode Back to Business because last week, it was a real, it was a real easy week, to be honest with you. The week that I covered, it was real easy. Nothing, like, bad happened. If you look at even at the uh, topics that I talked about, there was nothing, like, really hard-hitting, like, ooh, yeah. But this one, this week, we got all the stupidness coming right back to us. We had one good week, literally one good week of nothing bad happened to anybody, at least that really like popped in my mind because everybody was focused on the Super Bowl and all that good stuff. But then after that, we immediately got back to business of people acting stupid, but I'll get to that in a minute. But before I do, let me give you guys the National Food Days of the week. Uh, for today, it is February the 19th. It is Chocolate Mint Day. February the 20th, it is Muffin Day, as well as Cherry Pie Day. February 21st, it is Sticky Bun Day, as well as Pancake Day. February the 22nd, Margarita Day, so please drink responsibly. February the 23rd, Banana Bread Day, as well as Chili Day. February the 24th, it is Tortilla Chip Day. Then to cap it off, February the 25th, it is Clam Chowder Day, as well as Chocolate Covered Peanuts Day. Now, speaking of the Super Bowl... Uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on their incredible win against the Eagles, 35-38. to It came down to a field goal kick. And again, I watched that football game. I think I only missed like the first three minutes of the game, but I watched everything from literally from that moment all the way to the end, to that last kick in which I just turned off the television after that. Um, I want to say this right now. I love that Kansas City won. And I love the aftermath because it showed character and it showed who people truly are. Because once Kansas City won and you saw the confetti and all this type of stuff, uh, Travis Kelsey and his brother, they both met with each other. And what came out later was that the older brother who played for the Eagles, he told his brother Travis Kelsey, who was on the Kansas City Chief, F you, congratulations. And that's such a brotherly type of response to give to another brother. Yes, you guys played against one another. I'm happy for you, but I'm kind of a little bit upset that I didn't get the win. But I want you to be happy. I want you to be uh, glad of your win over us. So I like that. And I also like that the mom came down there. She got to uh, talk to her boys. And I got into a little uh, little dispute. It wasn't too big a one. It was a little dispute with um, someone. And they said that the mother should have went over to the son that lost the Super Bowl, then went over to the son that won. I said, she was damned she do, damn she don't, because if she went to the son that lost first and then went over to the winner, she has to act sad first and then act happy for the one that won. Or if she did what she did do, she went to the one that uh, won first, Travis, then went over to the other one that lost. Now she has to be happy, then be sad. So she was in a damn that she do, damn she don't situation. I thought that the mom handled it perfectly. I think that the brothers handled it perfectly. And the biggest winners to me personally was the city of Philadelphia. Because I did not hear one bad thing happen in the city of Philadelphia as in like rioting or anything after the Super Bowl game. 
because I usually hear from sports fans and you hear from everybody that uh, cares about Philadelphia, about anything that does with their sports teams. They're rowdy and they're loud so that I thought, okay, they lost the Super Bowl. We might hear about people in Philadelphia tearing stuff up just a little bit because they lost, but I didn't hear nothing. You didn't hear no type of uh, damages being done. You just didn't hear a peep out of Philadelphia. So I think the biggest winners personally was the city of Philadelphia because nothing got tore up. But again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe that Jalen Hurst and the Eagles teams will be back to another Super Bowl when the time is right for them. And hopefully when the time is right for them again, Jalen Hurts will lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl win. Now, speaking to the Super Bowl, we have two things to talk about. I want to talk about Rihanna here for a minute. Rihanna, she had her halftime show performance. It was good. She came out in a uh, red outfit exposing her stomach. Well, not exposing it, but you saw that her stomach was poking out. So that identified that she was pregnant. That uh, kind of startled me when I saw it. I was like, hold up. Didn't she just give birth? But then I had to like hear from people. She's like, oh, no, she gave birth like in May, but now she's back being pregnant again. So I thought, congratulations to Rocky. Congratulations to Rihanna and Rocky. But the first thing is me as being a guy. Congratulations to Rocky because he bagged Rihanna, who is worth a lot of money. And even though the relationship might be uh, physical and emotional to them, it's just me thinking that, okay, Rocky hasn't had like any songs put out in a minute. And he's a rapper, but he's more now transitioning over to just being a guy that's going to be supporting his woman. So for Rocky to... Uh, decide that him and Rihanna are going to have another kid. Congratulations to the couple, first and foremost. And secondly, Rihanna proved that she really has no fear because I'm not going to lie to you, those platforms that she was on whenever she went in the air to start it off and then to come down and then to finish it off back in the air again, I was startled by that, especially at the end of it when she got back on the platform, it went up and you saw that the platform kind of wiggled a little bit. I said, oh no. I was kind of scared for her because, one, I don't like heights personally, so I can only imagine myself being on that type of platform. I thought that platform was supposed to be a straight-up solid brick-type deal. It's not going to move, not going to do nothing. It only rises up and goes down. But once I saw a wiggle a little bit and Rihanna didn't flinch, I said, oh, okay, she's really she's really that woman. She's really her. Okay, good. So Rihanna had no fear. Rihanna had a good show. She only moved around for what she can do as being a pregnant woman, but it was still a Good show for what it was. I mean, it's not like all the previous other shows that you had multiple guests coming out there and all that stuff. No, she was out there. She uh, endorsed her Fenty stuff. And that's what it was. This was nothing but a big commercial for Rihanna. So congratulations to Rihanna for that. And now moving over to the next thing about the Super Bowl is about Michael Irvin. And if people don't know, Michael Irvin cannot uh, be on NFL Network covering the Super Bowl because he was dealing with allegations that came out about him of misconduct. Michael Irvin this week, well, technically last week, he ended up deciding to sue the accuser for $100 million. And the judge in this case has ordered the hotel to release video in the lawsuit, as it's come from USA Today. A judge ordered Marriott International Incorporated to release any video related to an incident involving former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver and pro football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. The motion obtained by USA Today Sports and filed in Collin County, Texas, where Irvin resides, says that information must be provided to the court by Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Uh, the judge ordered Marriott to provide all written statements, video recordings, and reports during Irvin's stay at the hotel, along with names and contact information of anyone who contacted the NFL to make them aware or was offended by Irvin's conduct. Irvin was in Arizona to do commentary for the NFL Network and ESPN leading up to Super Bowl 57 and was removed from the hotel and sent home after the alleged incident. Marriott and the accuser, known as Jane Doe, in court documents are listed as defendants in the case. Three witnesses told Dallas Morning News they saw nothing that suggests the conversation between Irvin and the female staffer was inappropriate. The three told the news outlet they watched Irvin meet the woman in the lobby. One of the witnesses told the Morning News that Irvin's hand was on Irvin's own shirt during the brief exchange with the woman. It was very distant. One witness, Brian Davis, told the Dallas Morning News, I remember where his hand was because I remember thinking he was in good shape for almost 60-year-old guy. He leaned over, shook her hand, and I'm telling you right now, that conversation was about 30 seconds. If it was a minute, I would be shocked. I think 30 seconds, just a normal back and forth. Michael walks towards the elevator. The female goes back into the restaurant, and everything is as normal as could possibly be, and that's it. So right now, Michael Irvin has the judge agreeing with them that they need to provide every video documentation, every written statement, everything over. So Michael Irvin and his lawyer and the judge and everybody in this court case can be done with it soon. Because personally, if, as I've said before, if Michael Irvin did nothing to this lady, I think that she should be arrested first and foremost. And I think that, one, Michael Irvin should get his money. I don't care if it's from her or it's from uh, the place that she works at. She needs to fork over the money to him and he needs to get paid because you basically could have cost that man his reputation and you caused him an opportunity to basically cover Super Bowl 57, which again was a great game. But if he did do something wrong, hopefully all that stuff will come out. But as I said before last week, when more information comes out, I will bring it to you on this podcast. Now to another court update as this comes from Insider and it involves Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate threatening to sue woman for $300 million if she does not retract rape and human trafficking allegations, says reports. Now, social media influencer Andrew Tate has said he will take legal action against a woman unless she retracts her allegations of rape and human trafficking against him and his brother, Tristan Tate, BBC News reports. The cease and desist letter was sent by Tate's lawyer, which BBC News has seen, says that the Tate brothers will seek damages of $300 million on the grounds of defamation if the anonymous woman will not detract her allegation. The letter reads, In April 2022, you falsely stated to a third party that our client human trafficked you, abused you, held you against your will. You have repeated false and defamatory statements to the police, the media, and another United States citizen about the Tate brothers, per the BBC. Benjamin Bull, who represents the woman who has been sent the letter, told the BBC that the Tate brothers want these young ladies to climb into a hole and hide. He said they want to stop women from coming forward or describing what they saw and what happened to them is clearly an effort to intimidate, Bull said. Okay, so if that's the case, a hey, listen, if a cease and desist letter is going to make you be intimidated, I don't know what to tell you because that's being sent to everyone, especially if they think that you have defamed them or you said something wrong about them that's not true, cease and desist letters get sent out. It is what it is. So that shouldn't stop you if that's the only thing that's going to stop you. I worry about you and I worry about people that's looking for the truth personally because a cease and desist letter should not stop you from telling the truth if that happened to you. 
But if it did not happen to you, please retract it because this isn't right and this isn't fair for someone to be dealing with this type of situation if what you're saying about him isn't true. So that's all I got to say about this situation. Again, not a lot of information has come out about Andrew Tate and the brother situation that makes the media want to cover it. But as I said before, a lot of things that piqued my interest, this right here has piqued my interest, especially knowing the type of power that Andrew Tate has over his legion of fans that listen to his words and follow his message. So again, I'm going to be interested in what type of information comes out and if he ever does go to court about the human trafficking and uh, sexual abuse and all that type of stuff, allegations that are being uh, put on him and his brother. But as I said before, once more information comes out, I'll be bringing it to you on this podcast. Now to the final court update, uh, the five despicable officers that allegedly brutalized and murdered uh, Tyree Nichols has went to court this week and they all entered a plea of not guilty. They will be reset to go to court on May 1st. And I don't know what to tell you here. I think we all have seen the videos. We've seen what happened to Tyree Nichols. It's still kind of crazy to me that we have to say allegedly, especially since you've seen exactly what happened to them. But as I said before, allegedly, you have to say it until they have been proven guilty. Once they have been proven innocent, you still have to say allegedly because guess what? They're not proven guilty in the matter. So allegedly, they brutalized and beat up and killed Tyree Nichols. But until they have been found guilty, you have to say allegedly. But we all saw it with our face on the videos. You can see officers beat up on Tyree Nichols, which ultimately led to him dying. So I don't know what to say. I'm waiting until May 1st to see what's going to happen when the court proceedings happen. The mother has said that she's going to be at every court date for the foreseeable future until the verdict has been put down for all these men that were involved in her son's killing. So I'm going to, again, be waiting until more information comes out about said court case with Tyree Nichols uh, 5 brutalizing hooligan officers. Now, to start off with some casualties that happened this week, I want to start off with a Michigan State University uh, shooting. Uh, the shooter, Anthony McGray, he went to Michigan State University not as a student or a person that even worked there. He just went there as a casual person, and he happened to shoot eight students. He ended up killing three, and when the police happened to surround him at his home that he was sharing with his father, uh, McGray ended up killing himself. As this was wrote by the Associated Press, the police uh, found two handguns and a note containing a possible motive for the attack. They would say Thursday. Um, it appears, based on the content of the note, that he felt he was slighted in some way by people or businesses. Uh, Rosman, who was the deputy chief, Chris Rosman, said at the news conference, did a mental health issue amplify that or was it a component of that? We're not sure at this point. We're working our best to try to determine that as best as possible. Anthony McRae was 43, was a lone shooter, and had no connection to the victims or to Michigan State as a student or employee, the police said. Now, the shootings would happen during evening uh, classes. They would make note that McRae walked nearly four miles towards his home after the shootings and said nothing before killing himself in front of police, uh, Lieutenant 
Renee Gonzalez of the state police told to the press. Um, the people that happened to pass away, the students, they were Brandon Fraser, who was 20, Ariel Anderson, 19, and Alexandria Warner, who was 20. One of the five students that were wounded were now upgraded to stable condition at Sparrow Hospital. The others remain in critical condition, but with signs of improvement, the interim university president has said. Now, at the time of this recording, this is the information that has been put out to the Associated Press. But what I would like to say is this. I don't understand, again, people going up to places shooting and killing people that you have no business or you have no knowledge of knowing. You don't know who these people are. You don't know why you're even going up there. Matter of fact, you know why, but these people that you're shooting, they don't know why. It's different if it was a student uh, going to a school and shooting somebody that bothered them or doing something like that, then we all can at least get the motive and we all can say, okay, so this is the reason why or yada, yada, yada. Or if it was a, an employee, a janitor, if you will, there's always those couple of kids that are dickheads that throw trash on the ground in front of the janitor or just be a complete douche to the janitor or something like that. Now you can see, okay, the janitor might come back to the school and do something like that. Okay, might not be all the way right with it, but you'd be like, okay, I at least can understand something of the point. But this is just a guy who had no business being at this university. He was not a student. He was not an employee. He was nothing to this university, but he decided to go up there and kill these individuals. He ended up going there and shooting individuals for no absolute godly reason. There was no reason for him to do this, and it begs the question of why. Just why would you want to do this? Why did you do it? And I don't think nobody's ever going to be satisfied with this. Nobody's going to be satisfied with this answer because we're never going to get a clear-cut answer of why. There was no reason for this. And I would like to please send my condolences out to the Michigan uh, State University. I would like to send my condolences out to the people that lost their lives, the three individuals, and also the people that are still fighting for their lives right now inside the hospitals. It just doesn't make sense. And also now the students that are going to have to be dealing with trauma now. I will never ever get used to the fact that school shootings are now becoming a good thing. I will never get used to that. That is a scary detail. That's a scary thing for anybody to have to deal with. There are kids in college right now that just got into college, that just finally moved away from their parents' crib. Now that they're in their own dorm and all this type of stuff, they're thinking that they're going to have some freedom. And next thing you know, they ended up dying because of a stupid idiot going to the college and just shooting it up for no apparent good reason. There was no reason for this. None at all. And now you got kids out here that's going to be, as I said before, dealing with trauma. There's PTSD when it's time for people uh, dealing with somebody dying in front of their face. Sometimes people only shut their eyes and that's the only thing they can see. They constantly replay that event over and over in their heads. And now these college kids are going to have to deal with that. It's just a sad case of what we're dealing with here in this country. People constantly going out with guns and shooting people. It doesn't make anything good for you. Nothing. And to continue on Thursday, we had another stupid idiot. We had a guy in California going around, well, not going around, he committed two hate crimes after allegedly shooting two Jewish men in Los Angeles. I got to say allegedly because he has not been found guilty of this stuff yet, but I digress. As this was reported by CNN, uh, federal prosecutors have charged a man with two hate crimes after he allegedly shot two different Jewish men earlier this week, the Department of Justice announced Friday. Jamie Tran, 28, is accused of targeting and shooting two Jewish men as they were leaving religious services at two separate synagogues in the same predominant Jewish neighborhood, U.S. Attorney Martin Estrada said in a news release. 
Tran was taken into federal custody after being arrested by police on Thursday in Riverside County in about an hour's drive east of Los Angeles, where he previously resided, authorities said. Detectives found several pieces of evidence, they said, including a rifle and handgun, police said. The suspect allegedly targeted the victims because they were Jewish or he believed them to be Jewish and was motivated by hate, Estrada said. Officials have not publicly identified the two victims who were dressed in a manner that visibly identified their Jewish faith as they wore black coats and head coverings, Estrada said. Tran was ordered to go to jail without bond, according to his first hearing, well, first court hearing on Friday. Estrada's office said no plea was entered during the hearing, but Tran is set to be arraigned on March 9th, Estrada's office added. If convicted on both hate crime charges, Tran could face up to life in prison, according to Estrada. Now, this is another incident like the Michigan State University incident, which I don't understand at all. You had a guy targeting people that were Jewish. It don't make sense to me. What are we doing in this country where we're targeting people because of their religion, because of their faith, because of what they look like or what? It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Why are you targeting the Jewish community here? Why were you targeting Jewish dudes here? Why? Why? It doesn't make sense. Did they harm you? Did they steal money from you? Did they... What? What was it? I just don't understand anything about this. I don't I don't get it. Nothing about this rings off and say, Oh yeah, the Jewish community deserves to get shot. Nothing about this rings off and says any of that. And I'm not saying that the Jewish community should ever get shot. I'm never saying that. I don't believe in none of that personally. Certain people do. I just don't understand the mindset of people that do believe in that. I don't understand the mindset of people that do believe a certain community of people have to fall because of just who they are. It doesn't make sense to me. There's certain people within every community that people don't like. And I can understand that because we're all human beings. We all don't like certain individuals. But... To say you don't like a whole group of people, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. This is something that is taught to you or something that you read online. It doesn't make sense. And again, I want people to understand. I want you to look and do research for yourself. Do something that's good for you. Don't follow blindly to idiots. Don't follow blindly to people's predetermined uh racist feelings towards a specific community of people it doesn't make sense and it doesn't benefit you in the slightest it doesn't benefit you because guess what this earth is literally jam-packed with different people left and right and you're going to end up talking and communicating with someone that you might not like or someone that you actually might like that's from a community that you just don't like or you're taught not to like that's just what it is you're not just always going to be stuck in your exact same bubble. That's not how life works. People are always going to be around your orbit. And you're going to be in certain spots where you're going to have to speak to people that you might not at first like. But guess what? You ended up being around them so much or you might have a conversation with that person. And you might end up liking them. Like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? You might not be too much different. We actually might have a lot of things in common. We're just alike. So, again... I don't understand the hate towards communities like this. I don't, I don't get it. Hopefully one day we can break away from this type of stuff. But until that time, I just hope that people start doing better for themselves and actually start thinking and 
actually reading and doing the knowledge for themselves to know that, hey, man, we're all on this earth at one time. You can't be a douche. You can't try to do that. You can't try to like take out a whole uh, set of people, a whole population, just because of your preconceived uh, ideology. Don't do that. It's not beneficial to you. It's not beneficial to the world. Now, on to the next uh, killing that happened this week. Coming from USA Today. Man kills six, including ex-wife, in shooting spree in rural Mississippi town, officials say. A lone gunman killed six people in a rural Mississippi town on Friday, including his ex-wife, in a series of shootings, officials said. A suspect is in custody, according to the Tate County Sheriff's Office, and was identified as a 52-year-old Richard Dale Crum of Mississippi. The sheriff's office said in a statement Crum was charged with first-degree murder and being held without bond at the Tate County Jail. The spree began at about 11 a.m. Friday where Crum first opened fire outside of a convenience store, killing a man who was sitting in a pickup truck parked outside. Now, as deputies were working in the crime scene, a 911 came in about another shooting in a home a few miles away. Uh, deputies found Chrome's ex-wife fatally shot and her current husband injured. Deputies arrested Chrome near his home, where outside they also found two slain workmen, one in the road and another inside an SUV, and another in a nearby home. Chrome's stepfather and the sister of the stepfather were found killed by gunshots. Okay, Jesus Christ, this guy went out. Just trying to kill everyone. I I don't get it. Now, the ex-wife deal, you could just say that's bad blood. Uh, stepfather, another thing, bad blood. Uh, sister of the stepfather, bad blood. It's all family ties related. So, again, that's family with that. And say what you want. People are going to try to make excuses for that one. That is what it is with that. But you're just on a shooting rampage, dude. My God. What are we doing as people? I, I don't get it. I I don't get it. They will say that Chrome killed the first victim, 59-year-old uh, Eugene Boyce. He chased Boyce's brother through a wooden area before uh, the brother escaped unharmed. So Eugene Boyce's brother escaped, but Eugene Boyce did not. So my man was, again, as I said before, he was shooting up and trying to kill everything in sight i'm surprised he didn't kill himself to be honest with you because by god that's usually the thing now people go on these rampages and they end up being surrounded by cops they end up killing themselves they end up just trying to go out their way and apparently that didn't happen for uh richard crumb over here this uh i don't get it it just happened friday at the time of this recording you can understand how there's only uh, so much information that is out there right now as the week's or as this week is going to happen, um, more information will come out about this shooting. I don't understand. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I probably sound like a broken record constantly. But I don't understand how we as a country can allow people just be out here shooting up and just killing people just constantly with weapons. And I understand people are going to say they need to have weapons. Cool. My man had a shotgun and two handguns. Now, what was a shotgun for? Hey, I don't know. Two handguns, people can have handguns because it's a handgun. That is what it is. But the big assault-style weaponry, I don't see natural humans. And I don't mean natural like that. I mean, like, just straight-up just humans, as in general, owning assault 
weaponry. I don't see it. Those are military-style weapons. The shotguns, the AK-47s, all those specialty-type weapons. A handgun, I see those as regular uh, guns that a regular human being, a regular person, could easily just grab and obtain a regular handgun. But the shotguns, AKs, and all that type of stuff, no. I don't I don't see all that type of stuff uh, being on the radar of normal humans just to grab those. I don't see it. I don't like the idea of it. But those are the shootings that came out this week. And that's enough. One is already too much. I think that we, as America, need to take a break on the shootings. I truly do. I think that we need to take a break. I think that somehow, some way, there needs to be some type of thing that needs for people just to go there and just shoot. I know there's places that now go uh, and you're able to break things and all that type of stuff. I know there's a place called a shooting range, but I mean, there should be a place where you could just go there and just shoot at objects, not a target, but an object. There might be places that already have these things, but there needs to be a place where someone can go to a place and just shoot at a mannequin. And just let off all your gunshots. Just let off and just shoot at the man again constantly. Just so you can get all the anger and frustration out of it. And just be like, okay, that's what I needed. I needed to get that out of my system. Instead of going out there and actually killing real people. People that will never ever be able to see their families or loved ones ever again. Those type of places need to exist. But they already might already exist. I'm not a gun owner. So I don't know if it does or does not. If it doesn't, I just gave somebody a perfect business idea. So there you go. You can have that run with that. But I want people to stop killing people. I'm being serious in this call to action. I want people to stop killing each other. It doesn't make sense. This, These three shootings are the Monday, the Thursday, and the Friday. You only had Tuesday and Wednesday of relief from, oh my God, okay, no shootings. Then Tuesday, then Thursday and Friday, back-to-back shootings. No, you just had the Super Bowl Sunday, and then Monday you come up to the Michigan shooting at nighttime. Come on, dude. Everything is meant to calm itself down. I understand, yo, people are frustrated and all this type of stuff, but you don't need to go out there and shoot someone. Go to a place, let your gun off on inanimate objects, and call it a day, okay? So again, if that place is already located and already a real business, Go and shoot up a mannequin. Do what you got to do. But if it's not, business owners that have gun ranges in the back get buy a mannequin and just have a mannequin there for people to shoot instead of those paper uh, shooting stuff that people shoot at just to say, okay, you shot him in the head, you shot him in the chest, you shot him in the arm. No. Get a mannequin and allow them to just ring out on that mannequin. Now on to the next topic as this comes from The Hill, as the article would say. Louisiana police officer charged in fatal shooting of black man. A white police officer in Louisiana has been arrested and charged for fatally shooting an unarmed black man earlier this month. Police officer Alexander Tyler, 23, was responding to a domestic disturbance on February the 3rd when he shot and killed 43-year-old Alonzo Bagley, according to authorities. When Tyler arrived on the scene on February the 3rd around 10.51 p.m., Bagley said he was going to take care of his dog before he jumped over a railing on the apartment balcony. As Bagley ran from the building parking lot, Tyler and an additional officer chased after him. Body camera footage showed Tyler fired one shot that struck Bagley in the chest. You can hear Bagley say, oh my god, you shot me. 
Tyler administrated aid to Bagley, who slumped to the ground after being shot in the video footage. Bagley was then transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead around 11.30. Following the shooting, Tyler made multiple statements claiming the suspect came towards him and he could not see his hands, according to court documents by state police USA Today reported, but no weapons were found in Bagley's possessions. Tyler has now been charged with negligent homicide and was released from Chado Correctional Center Thursday on a $25,000 bond. Bagley's family, who's being represented by attorney Ron Haley, has filed a $10 million lawsuit against Tyler. Alonzo was just so scared, Haley told the news reporters. Everyone at the scene, including the perpetrator, Alexander Tyler, knew Mr. Bagley should not have been shot that night. So, for people that are not unaware, there is a video out there, and I did see it on, again, David Muir, uh, ABC. Um, the video will show the man opens the door. The the cops are there because of disturbance. A call. The man walks around in his home. He ends up leaping over a balcony. He ends up running. Cops do chase him. Cops end up shooting him, but he had nothing on him. And in the video, you can hear the man say, "Oh my God, you shot me!" And you start hearing the police officer tell uh, Bagley, "Hey, come on." Come on, breathe, breathe. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And he's trying to get my man to breathe, but it just couldn't work. So Mr. Alonzo Bagley ends up dying, thanks in part to a cop being trigger happy. And people might say, Joe, that's not trigger happy. But just listen to me. If you're just chasing someone down, you don't have to pull out a gun and shoot them. You don't have to do that. There's no reason, rhyme, or how. If you see him running, you just let the man run. You could easily try to run out the room, or if you're coming close, get a taser and just pop the taser out. You've seen the things shoot off of somebody quick. They got some distance on them with the tasers. So again, to me, for somebody to pull out their gun gun that has a bullet that can literally kill someone, I don't understand the effects of it. I don't understand why you would want to go to that extreme and say, you know what, I'm going to pick a gun instead of my taser. Or, you know what? I'm going to let him run, I'm going to get in my car, and I'm going to try to at least find him anywhere else that I can't find him but that way. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. People might be saying, why didn't Bagley run? Listen, people are going to run. Black people and cops, I've said it multitudes of times, and if you're a black person, you know this, we don't work with cops. It doesn't ever, it doesn't ever move right with us with cops. Nothing ever goes how it's supposed to go with black people and police officers. So, for this instance, it just further proves our point. You do not, well, first, you're not supposed to run away from an officer. Don't do that because guess what? They're liable to shoot you, as we have seen multitudes of times. But secondly, police officers, you're not supposed to be shooting someone unless they have a weapon on them and they're strapped. This guy was not strapped. You can see it in the video. I want everybody to please go to YouTube or go to World Star or go wherever you can to find a video of Alonzo opening up the door. You can see my man, he has no gun on him, no nothing. You can see the officers literally following him around his house and the actions that happened after the place, well, after the fact, there was no weapon on him. There was no reason for him to get shot. This man still should be living right now, but he's not. So Tyler, Alexander Tyler, he has to deal with this. He has to deal with this on his conscience. And you could tell he has remorse because my man was... In the video, he, you can hear him just constantly saying, no, 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 constantly, come on, man, you got to breathe, you got to breathe. He's sounding remorseful at the moment because he didn't want to shoot this man and kill him, but 
again, every action has a consequences. And this happens to be his consequence. He's going to have to pay for that. And I don't care what nobody says. There's no reason for anyone that's a police officer to shoot at someone if they do not have a weapon on them. You know better than that. You know as an officer what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to shoot someone that doesn't have a weapon. But again, me being a black person, I know what time it is when there is cops around. So guess what? Just do what they got to say so you can go home and try to see your family. But that didn't happen here. So right now, as more uh, reports will come out this following week, I will keep you guys updated with this uh, situation. Now, on to another topic from Reuters. The United States tells citizens, leave Russia immediately. The United States has told citizens, well, its citizens, to leave Russia immediately due to war in the Ukraine and the risk of arbitrary arrest or harassment by Russian law enforcement agencies. U.S. citizens residing or traveling in Russia should depart immediately, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow said. Exercise increased caution due to the risk of wrongful detentions. Do not travel to Russia, it added. Russian security services have arrested U.S. citizens on spurious charges, singled out U.S. citizens in Russia for detention and harassment, denied them fair and transparent treatment, and convicted them in secret trials or without presenting credible evidence the embassy said. Now that was the warning that the United States told its citizens that is living in Russia or traveling Russia right now to leave it immediately. Now I'm not certain this was put out Monday so I'm pretty sure they're still carrying on with that warning now and I think everybody that's in Russia that's an American should take heed to that warning. Leave Russia. Do not try to go to Russia because again right now America, we're having beef with Russia because we're helping Ukraine out. We're giving them supplies for uh, their dealings with Russia right now. And it just doesn't seem that we're in a good space with Russia. We're not there yet. We're not in a good space with China. And I'll get to that in a minute. But we're just not there. As I said before, America's spread thin. We're dealing with too much on our plates. And they just want all of their citizens out of there. And they don't want to have to go back in there and try to take one of us out of there because somebody just stood their ground and be like, you know what? I'm going to stay here and try to help out. No, don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. You heard what we said. We're giving you guys a warning. Get out of there. And you know, to be honest with you, if you hear this warning and you've gotten that warning from America and you happen to stay there, now this is all on you. If you happen to get arrested, it's all on you. It's all on you if you get taken or kidnapped. It's all on you because the United States is giving you a warning and you received that warning. And if you haven't received that warning and you're just hearing it now from this episode right here from me or somehow you landed on here, I'm telling you now, this is a warning. America's giving you guys a warning. Get out of there. Leave. Leave Russia until we have gotten our situation with Russia together. Because right now, it does not seem good for any Americans over there in Russia. Now to China and U.S. like growing tensions between each other, well, with their governments. Uh, China said Wednesday it will take measures against U.S. entities related to the drowning of a suspected Chinese spy balloon off the American East Coast, as it's come from the uh, Associated Press. At a daily briefing, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin gave no details and did not identify the targets of the measures. China said... The balloon was an unmanned weather airship that was accidentally blown off course and accuses the U.S. of overreacting and bringing it down with a missile fired from a F-22 fighter jet. Since the balloon got brought down, the U.S. has 
uh, sanctioned six Chinese entities it said are linked to Beijing's aerospace programs. The U.S. House of Representatives all voted unanimously to condemn China for a brazen violation of the U.S. sovereignty and effects to deceive the international community through false claims about its intelligence collection campaigns. China denies the balloon was a military asset. It has yet to say what government department or company was responsible. After initially expressing regret over the balloon's entry into the U.S. airspace, China has returned spying accusations against Washington alongside threats of retaliation. China firmly opposes this and will take countermeasurements in accordance with the law against the relevant U.S. entities that undermine China's sovereignty and security, Wang said. At Wednesday's briefing, China will resolvely safeguard national sovereignty and its legitimate rights and interests. Now, you might be asking yourself, what does all that mean? What does all this big wordage mean? It basically means China's going to get retaliation on the United States if the United States continue on saying that China has something to do with this, that they're using this for other than what China has said that they're going to be using this information for. Now, the thing is still for me is, as I said last week, America isn't pussy. America is not the type of country that's going to back down away from a challenge. America has this rah-rah mentality, especially in their military forces, that, yo, we got bigger weapons, bigger guns than any other country out here. So if you want to try some, get froggy, and we'll blast off. I don't, again, I'll say like I said last week, I don't want that to happen. However, America does what it wants to do. I'm not a part of the government uh, standpoint. I don't, uh, that's above my pay grade. Okay, that's basically what I'm trying to get here. This is above my pedigree of what the American government and military decides to do with the China's government. I hope that they can mend fences and get crap uh, together before it gets shaken like that. But again, it it has to go down. It has to go down. But it's all over a balloon. I don't. It could be over something else, but I don't think a balloon is worth the fighting and all this type of stuff that could go down and that will eventually go down if. Uh, actions like this continuously to fly out of people's mouth recklessly because you got to think if America had some type of space uh, craft or some type of balloon or something hovering over China, any other country would have shot that thing down. Any other country would have shot any type of unknown object down. It just doesn't make sense for it just to keep floating. So I don't blame America for doing that. I don't think China should blame America for doing that. I know they're a little agitated because why would you shoot down our thing i think china should have given america a heads up about it but again they probably did and america's probably hiding it or they didn't and this could literally be china going about doing things the wrong way i don't know nobody knows only people at the top know but just going off what they have thrown out to the american government i will say this i feel this won't be the last time something unknown will be flying over america or another type of country to be honest with you I just think this is just the beginning, and I think it's probably been happening, and everybody hasn't been paying attention to it before, but now, since everybody's going to be looking now up in the air more, I think people are going to be paying attention to a lot much more uh, other objects that's in the air. As a matter of fact, um, Joe Biden, he did come out Thursday because there was other uh, unknown objects that were flying around North America. As reported by CNN, Joe Biden on Thursday said that the United States has no indication that the three objects shot down in North America's airspace are tied to China's spy balloon program or likely from private entities. We don't know yet what exactly what 
these three objects were, but nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from any other country. Biden said in his first formal remarks on the objects shot from the sky last week over Canada and the United States. The intelligence community current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, reaction or research institutes studying whether or conducting other scientific research. Now, later on in Biden's speech, he would warn that if any other object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, he will take it down. So Biden has the idea, just like every other American uh, that thought about seeing any type of object flying above them, to shoot it down. Again, people are going to constantly uh, hinder Joe Biden or probably get at Joe Biden for taking days to shoot down the first balloon that flew over America. But again, you just got to let things be what it is. If you wanted to wait until it went over to the waters and shoot over the Carolina coast, um, you just got to let it be. I understand there's certain people that are still kind of worried about what was inside of that balloon. Hey, they're finding stuff about it. They're still trying to find and recover uh Parts of the balloon that went into the water, they got to get deep divers to now get that because you know as soon as you hit the water, it starts going down, down, deep, deep. You get the drift here. But they're still trying to recover parts from it. Um, But it is what it is. And just to hear that he thinks that this is coming from private entities that were studying whether or conducting other scientific research. Listen, dude, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care about none of that. If those are from private entities that are doing these research or scientific research or studying weather, whatever the crap it is. Don't you think they need to call up the government and say, hey, yo, we're trying to do something here and we got certain things flying over this state, that state, and other type of states. That's what we're doing. So don't shoot that down. We're letting you give you guys a heads up of what this is, what's flying above this state or going across this country. And if that's the case, can you talk to Canada about this? Because we have our machine or whatever we have flying above Canada over there. Don't just have unknown objects flying above people. That makes people worrisome. A lot of people are already saying that they think there's uh, life outside of Earth, which again, it is completely plausible. I don't think that we're the only people on this planet. Well, only people in this solar system. That'll be me being closed-minded. I think there's other people out there in the solar system. However, the case is on this earth right now, there's only humans. So if there were to be extraterrestrial life, just trying to hover over into earth's atmosphere in the sky, then that's whenever I think we need to really, uh, we need to really question everything. But People have been saying it for years that there's extraterrestrial life that's been hovering over America, hovering over certain states. People get snapshots of UFOs or whatever. Hey, man, I don't know about none of that. I just know what's in my parameters. And what my parameter is saying is, listen, until I personally see one or unless somebody has a legit photo, not photo, because those always can be photoshopped, a video that you could tell the video is edited, not edited, of something that looks really, really suspicious that we have never seen before in our lifetime, just like flying above their house or above their neighborhood and then just like skirted off and going into hyperspeed, then I believe, okay, there's been extraterrestrial life flying over the states. But until then, this is not nothing for me to worry about with extraterrestrial. But getting back to the point here, for people that's going to be flying things or having things in the air above people's 
houses above people's uh, land, and the government do not know what it is. It might be coming from a private entity. It might be coming from a business. It might be coming from another country. Just call up the government. That's all it is, so we can avoid all of this. So the government can say, hey, we knew about this. This is what's going down, yada, yada, yada. So we won't have to have people living in fear. Because right now, people are living in fear, and I don't like living in fear. Me, personally, I don't. But I get it. It's a part of the process. People don't like to talk about things, especially the government. The government like to keep things indoors, in-house, and they don't like to uh, tell people things unless they want to tell you certain things. So my big takeaway is China, America, we're still having some uh, tension between both countries right now. I hope they can mend fences with that and get everything back uh, taken squared away so that nothing will happen to either country because again china is doing their thing america we're spread thin we're dealing with mad multiple things all at once we're helping one country we're trying to help out another country we're doing things over here i mean we got people placed everywhere but again america spread too thin and i don't think that we need to add china having a war with them onto america's plate so i hope that china and america can mend fences so that uh, no war happens between these two countries. Now, on to the next topic, as I want to talk about the Buffalo Mass uh, shooter, the man, or shall I say, kid, who shot up um, a Tops supply chain, which is a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, last year. He got his sentencing uh, hearing this week. Um, Peyton Gindron, who's 19, pled guilty in November to 15 state-level counts, including domestic terrorism motivated by hate, a charge that carries a punishment of life in prison without parole. He got his sentencing this week, and he did receive uh, life in prison without parole. And during the sentencing, you would have people come out there to give their statements to the judge and be able to talk to the kid. And they basically just aired out their grievances to him. One of the people that talked was Barbara Mapps whose 72-year-old sister, Catherine Massey, was killed in a massacre. She began her statement by addressing Peyton directly. You killed my sister, she said, describing as my best friend. She said she wanted to choke Gendron, who drove nearly 300 miles from his home in New York with an AK-15-style rifle to carry out the attack on the Topps Friendly Market, which he live-streamed with a helmet camera. You don't know any black people... She said, her voice raising in anger, you little punk ass, deciding to come and kill my sister. You don't know a damn thing about black people. We're human, she screamed. Then you can see a man literally push her to the side and just start running and trying to get to Peyton. But you see police officers grab the man up. You can see the video. The video is on YouTube. It went literally on like every news circuit. But here's the thing. The man did get brought out of the courtroom. And the judge did let everybody know that the guy did not get pressed any charges. He was not charged with anything. So if anything, he would just probably just let out of the courtroom and he just couldn't be there anymore. Uh, Peyton himself, he was actually able to address the court and he did say the following. I am very sorry for all the pain I forced the victims and their families to suffer through. I am very sorry for stealing the lives of your loved ones. I cannot express how much regret all my decisions leading up to my actions on May 14th. I did a terrible thing that day. I shot and killed people because they were black. Looking back now, I can't believe I actually did it. I believed what I read online and acted out of hate. I know I can't take it back, but I wish I could. And I don't want anybody to be inspired by me and what I did. 
Now, I have no idea if he meant this type of stuff. We only can take things for face value. But what I will say is this. I think that a lot of people... <laughs> I think a lot of people read a lot of things and they quickly believe it. They snap it up. They eat it up. And my guy was just probably reading something that, again, that was really, really harmful, really, really not true about black people. And I don't understand how that stuff's even able to be online. I know there's not, like internet police i know there's internet police like on search certain uh social media platforms like on a youtube or a facebook or twitter um those type of social media platforms i get that there's a person or a team looking after what you put on there i think in certain retrospects i think for the internet as a complete whole there needs to be some type of system put in place for things to be fact-checked or things that are just used for propaganda, saying, okay, what you're about to read is propaganda. Uh, do not believe everything you read on this site. Bong. And if you still click it, hey, you've been warned up top by the people that have looked it over and all this type of stuff. I think there needs to be some type of internet force for that. The government should be able to put in place for that so things like this wouldn't happen. Because this kid just admitted that, hey, I read certain things that were not true, and I acted out on believing what I read. And again, we have a lot of older people that do the exact same thing. They read things online because they don't have sense enough to actually fact check these things and look and see if that's actually true or that's just propaganda. And also, again, people can just look up certain things and you can find what you want to find that you that matches up with your ideology. That's why I like to hear from people from different different ideologies. If I have a conversation with a racist, I want to know, okay, why are you a racist to a certain uh, community? Why do you have a problem with these people? And I would love to have these kind of conversations. I'm not just going to automatically just throw them off to the side like, oh, they're not worth my time. No. If I ever talk to a KKK member, I promise you, I would love to do that because I want to know why do they hate who they hate. Or if I talk to a black person that might not like other black people or might not like white people, might not like uh, Hispanics and all that, I have to find out the digger root in them to figure out what made you not like them. What makes humans tick? That's the big thing here. And something in what Peyton Red made him tick to the point to be like, you know what? I'm going to go and kill 10 black people at a supermarket. That's what happened. So I only could take things for face value here. He did address the court. He addresses the victims that he took their loved ones away from. He did say that he apologizes for all that. What good that will do for them seeing, hearing that from him. I don't think that'll do any good. At all, I think they would like to have their loved ones back, but that's just not the uh, reality that we live in. Their loved ones aren't here because of a kid's actions. And again, people might say to me, Gerald, that dude is not a kid. He's 19 years old. In the eyes of the government, he's an adult. Again, there's certain things that I will agree with and I will not agree with. I believe at the age of 19, you are still a kid in the eyes of the government. They might say, yes, you can go to college. Yes, you could drive a vehicle. Yes, whatever. Listen, no, you are still a kid. You don't know a lot about finances. You don't know a lot about living on your own. You're just starting to live on your own if you're in college, to be honest with you, and you're just starting to have a roommate. You're just starting to have the beginning stages of, quote, unquote, what it's like to be an adult. But do you know what it's like 
to be an adult? Do you have an adult mindset? Not a lot of 19-year-olds do. Not a lot of 20-year-olds do. Not a lot of 21-year-olds. And further along the case, you get my drift here. I start calling an adult by the age of, what, 25, 26, 24, all that type of stuff. Like, when you hit 23, you can start merging into, okay, I'm should, I should start knowing this. I should start knowing that. I should start this and that type of instances. Even if you've never been in those situations, you've been around people that have been in certain situations that you might not have been in, but you can hear from them and you can learn from their mistakes or you can learn from their accomplishments so that you know when you have that type of situation, this is how you should conduct yourself, this is what you should do, and all this type of stuff. I learn every day from my mother. Whenever she takes care of business, I'm right beside her or I hear things and I try to soak it up like a sponge. Even at the age of 26, I know how to do certain things on myself that are adult-worthy that every adult should know how to do. I know how to do certain things. Certain things I don't, and I learn, again, every day. So, again, this is a 19-year-old. At that time, he was 18 doing these shootings. Just turned, in the eyes of the government, an adult. I don't believe at all this kid is an adult. What he did was an adult act, so he's going to be punished as an adult, which you should, because, again, I don't believe no young kid should be going out there shooting people up. I don't believe an adult should be going out there and shooting people up. So right now, he's going to face the consequences as an adult for an adult action. But to me, personally, he is looked at as a kid. I look at him as a kid, a dumb young kid who did something completely stupid, and he's going to have to pay for this for the rest of his life. And also, just because he got the life sentence, that does not mean he still cannot be getting the death sentence. Because the Associated Press would make note that Peyton was turned over to the U.S. Marshals that who have temporary custody of Peyton while he awaits trial on a 27-count federal indictment. So, he is still eligible for the death penalty, apparently, for federal hate crimes. And he still could get death. So, we'll have to wait and see as this stuff goes along. Will he get death? I don't know. I think he's going to be spending life in prison, and that doesn't mean one life in prison. No, he has multiple life charges stacked on him at the moment, so there's no chance he's getting out of jail. He's going to be spending the rest of his life in jail off of this one stupid act that he did, but this is his... uh. This is his consequence. For every action, there's a reaction. For everything that you do, there's a consequence for it, and this is his consequence. So for anyone that is out there that might have hate in their heart for a certain community, for a certain people, don't have that. Don't. It doesn't benefit you. What does it do for you? It doesn't benefit you. Go out there. Go out into the world with love and kindness in your heart. Don't just read something online, and that might fuel your anger towards a certain community. No. What you should do is go out to that community that you quote-unquote might not like and actually be around them and actually see how they are. That's what you should do. Be around them. See how they are. If you are who you think they are and you don't like them after the fact, you could just be like, you know what? I don't like them. I'm going to stay out of their way. They stay out of mind. We're all good. You could do that. But Go out there. Don't be ignorant. Don't be stupid. Go out there and experience these people. Experience the community that you might not like. Shoot, there's going to be people that you like in that community that's going to change your ideology on who and what that community stands for. That's just my big thing that I take away from this kid with his stupid act. 
He read something, he did something he wasn't supposed to do, and now he's paying the ultimate consequences for it. So for anybody, again, that does not like a community just because you read something or because of the way you were brought up, go into that community, do some research on that community, and actually ask people within that community what's it like to live with that community, to live within that community, to be in that community. Do all that type of stuff so you at least can get some point of reference. And then come up with your own thinking. Come up with your own thought process and be like, you know what? They're not that bad. Or you know what? Yeah, I'm good. I'll stay away from them. That's just my whole point on this. Now, continuing with the jail talk, this next topic comes from Fox News. As the title would read, Alabama man froze to death in jail after officers put him in freezer as possible punishment, lawsuit alleges. An Alabama inmate who froze to death in jail was likely forced into a freezer as punishment according to a new federal lawsuit. Walker County Jail officials allegedly placed Anthony Tony Mitchell, who was 33, in a restraint chair in the jail's kitchen walk-in freezer or similar frigid enforcement and left him there for hours, possibly as punishment for deputies who had a time with Tony, according to a complaint. Tony would die on January 26, while Tony languished naked and dying of hypothermia in the early morning hours of January 26, and his chances for survival trickled away. Numerous correctional officers and medical staff wandered over to his cell, well, open-door cell, to spectate and be entertained by his condition, the complaint states. Photos included in the complaint show officers handling Mitchell, who appears limp in various areas throughout the jail. Mitchell's body temperature was apparently 72 degrees when jail officials put him in the sheriff's vehicle on the morning of January 26 and drove him to the hospital rather than calling an ambulance, according to the lawsuit. The physician who examined Mitchell wrote the following, I am not sure what circumstances the patient was held in incarceration, but it is difficult to understand a rectal temperature of 72 degrees Fahrenheit while someone is incarcerated in jail. The cause of hypothermia is not clear. It is possible he had an underlying medical condition resulting in hypothermia. I do not know if he could have been exposed to a cold environment. I do believe hypothermia was the ultimate cause of his death. So the Walker County Medical Examiner has yet to release Mitchell's autopsy report, but it is clear that Tony's death was wrongful, the result of horrific malice abuse and mountains of deliberate indifference, the lawsuit states. So my man over here ended up dying inside of a freezer. So they ended up putting my man inside of a freezer, walk-in freezer, strapped up to a chair, naked, and I don't get it. Just because you had a time with a person, I don't care whether you're white, black, Asian, Mexican, uh, I don't care what nationality or skin color or whatever the hell you are. You should not be placed inside of a walk-in freezer strapped down to a chair naked. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be placed into a freezer strapped down to clothes anyway. That is, that's malicious. That is insanity. You are trying to literally break someone's mental Literally, you are killing them physically because you know they can get sick off top, but you're trying to break them mentally because if they're strapped down to a chair, they can't do nothing. They can't try to fight their way out of it. They can't do not a damn thing to get themselves out of it. And you guys just placed a naked man in there and you guys mean to tell me that you guys had people walking back and forth throughout the man's cell when the door was open, just looking at him and you guys found it amusing to you just because you guys, quote unquote, had a time. Now, this is all allegedly, 
because again, until somebody has been found guilty and everything else, as I said earlier, this is all going to be alleged. So I'm going off the alleged standpoint here. This is just sounds sickening. This is nasty all throughout the whole. This is nasty. I don't wish that on nobody. Not a single soul. This man was 33 years old and he ends up dying because of somebody just had a time with him. Ew, no, 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 no. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that Walker County authorities violated Mitchell's civil rights and ultimately ended his life by improperly training, retraining, instructing, supervising, and disciplining jail officers. So again, this is just nastiness. I don't know what to say about this. This death happened in January 26th, but it's now popping out now. I hope something could come above this. I hope that some kind of action happens. I hope that some officers do get arrested for this because this is nasty. And again, this is all alleged until somebody has been, well, personally locked and uh, said that they're being under arrest for this and that situation. And somebody has to take the fall for this. Somebody, some type of officer, some type of medical staff, somebody has to uh, take the fall for this guy dying. So this brings us back full circle. I want officers, whoever you are, if you're a good officer and you know good officers, please look at all the other bad officers and put them. I want you to start cracking them personally. I want you to start writing them up, get them out of the police force, because I don't think all officers are truly bad. Even though I've said earlier that black people, we don't mess with cops. I think that not all cops are bad. I think certain cops are just trying to do their job, get in, get out, not trying to harm anyone. They're just trying to do what they got to do just to make it home. And certain officers, they want to abuse their power because they didn't have any power as a teen or a kid or even a young adult. They didn't have no power. And now that they have it as a police officer, they're going to abuse the hell out of it. So I want good officers that see this to please get all these bad officers out of the freaking force and expose them to the world so that we all can get them out of here. Now, before I get you guys out of here, just a little thing I want you guys to make note of. Uh, streaming services, they are going up. They're raising their price. They have been doing this for the past, what, a couple months now. As you know, Netflix, they already raised their price. The standard price jumped from $14 to $15.50, while premium prices jumped from $18 to $19.99, so basically $20. Disney Plus, uh, for ad-free, it jumped from $7.99 to $10.99. Hulu, if you have Hulu, if you have the ads, $6.99 to $7.99. Ad-free, $12.99 to $14.99. Um, same thing with ESPN plus they got this thing. Like if you have the bundle, if you have the ad base, it jumped up $1 for 1499 HBO max. It goes up to $16 now. If you still have it for ad free, but for people that still have ads, they will just still be paying 10 bucks for Apple TV. If you have a monthly subscription, $4.99 to $6.99. But if you have the annual it jumped from $50 to $69, and now you can add Paramount Plus to those exact same people. They have now decided to increase their bill because now Paramount Plus and Showtime have decided to merge together, and they will jump their prices to $11.99, so basically $12 from the $10 standpoint that you have if you do not have any ads. But if you have ads... You only raise it up by a dollar, so you'd be paying about $5.99 a month, so basically 6 bucks. I want people to know that because I don't want people to be shocked because guess what? I'd be shocked from time to time. I have to look at my bills from time to time for this uh, streaming services. And again, 
we pay them because, well, they got entertainment on streaming services. You want to look at some Netflix, you want to look at some uh, Hulu, all these other streaming services because of the content. But when you look at the price, you're like, ooh, does do I really go on it that much? And then when you start breaking it down, how many times you go on it, you have to say to yourself, okay, it makes sense. I'll pay it constantly. Or you might say to yourself, no, I don't. It No, nah, this ain't it for me. So I want everybody to be aware of what you're paying. I want everybody to be aware of the prices for each of these streaming services. And just make sure you look at your financial wallet. That's basically what I'm trying to make out for all you guys here. Now, with that being said, I hope you guys have a good Sunday. I want you guys to be safe. I love every single one of you. I want to say thank you to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Audible, all the other podcast stations that have me up there every single week because without them, I would not be give, be able to get my episodes to you guys, the listeners, the downloaders, and I thank you guys too because, again, as I would say every single week, I'm able to see who's able to download these things by the statistics, and I appreciate every single one of you. You guys truly don't know how much this means to me, so I really do appreciate every single one of you. So, always remember... I love you guys. I truly do mean that. I don't want you guys to ever think that this is just a gimmick. This is just, he doesn't really mean this. This is all just to make him get into this big plan of whatever. No, I truly do mean this. From the bottom of my heart, I love every single one of you that download the episode and actually take the time out to listen to me ramble and rant on about news topics every single week. It really means the world to me. Now, last night was Elimination Chamber for people that watch wrestling. Um, I have my Elimination Chamber review up right now. And I also do want to say this too. Be on the lookout Wednesday. I might be dropping a midday or a midweek episode talking about certain news topics that need to be talked about that are still brewing as they just began or certain news topics that me personally, I think that it might be entertaining. I think this Wednesday episodes might be uh, time for me just to basically unwind and just have a free day, basically. But it might happen, it might not. This is just an idea floating in my head. So if you happen to see an episode on Wednesday, just know that I am starting that up. But if you don't, then I abandon the idea. But knowing me, I'm not going to abandon that idea. So expect an episode on Wednesday. It'll probably be about a good 20 to 30 minutes uh, time frame on that. But only time will tell, right? Because everybody, uh, everybody changes their thought process every single day. And I'm one of those type of people. But quit with the rambling. I want you guys to have a good Sunday. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. A great start to your week. Don't be a dick. Be courteous to everyone that you come in contact with. And please, for the love of God, just be courteous. Be nice to everyone that you uh, come in contact with. So with that being said, this is a goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. He is I and I am him. This has been my Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I love you all. I thank you. And Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh Jesus wept. Uh